I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome, everyone, to another Dark Council from the Dark Myths Collective. You've got me from the Zingness Podcast, Zinger, and joining me on this journey into a mythological past of Greek mythology, I have the great, the blurry, the photos, David Flora. Hey, what's up? Also, the rumor, <laughs> they flies, Ryan from Rumor Flies. Hello, what's up, guys? And Toby. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I knew that's what was going to happen. <laughs> you told that's me fine. to do it on that's the last fine. one, so I, I, <laughs> I, I aim to please. Well, that's the one that I thought you—that's the one I thought you were going to do it on, and then you were nice to me, so I thought you were going to be nice to me, and now you did it to me. So, whatever. Uh, it's not like you didn't deserve it. Um. So. Yeah. So for this episode, we are going to be looking at a few of our favorite, few interesting, just fun. Myths from Greek mythology and Greek figures or anything involving myth- mythological who's a but who's a what's it's so <laughs> and we're just going to kind of you really cut down specifics. No, I did. So what we're going to basically it's called streamlining, Ryan. <laughs> okay. So what we're going to do is we're basically going to go around, discuss whatever we want to on like the topic we pick or the myth we pick, and then we're going to kind of have an open discussion about it. Do we think it's real? How does it affect everything else? Is it something that maybe another culture also has too? We don't know. We'll see where the conversation goes because that's what Dark Council little things are. Are these fun little hosts get together and chat. So with that, I don't remember who we picked to go first, but um, whoever won the... I, I think it was whoever me. Whoever won the sack race last weekend, you get to go first. Oh, that was definitely me. That was definitely me. So I chose Hades and the Underworld, and Zanger also suggested Persephone. Is that is that? Am I saying that right? Persephone. Persephone. Yes, that yeah, is I correct. say Persephone. <laughs> I don't know which is going to be worse: Ryan purposely mispronouncing, or Toby just not being able to pronounce stuff. Trying to uh... phonetically sound it out. <laughs> okay, so um. Hades, he's the oldest of the three male Olympians born to Cronius and Rey, uh, but the fourth out of six children. His brothers were Poseidon and Zeus. I'm kind of given just all the, or, well, a very quick Cliff Notes history for anyone that doesn't know these characters, because I get confused with these characters. So his sisters were Hera, Dimitri, and Hestia? Is that how you say Hest- it? Hestia. Hestia, yep. Okay, close enough. So, uh, basically, after a battle with the Titans and Cronius, Hadius... Hadius. Kronos. Hadius uh, Scorpius. <laughs> Maximus. Now I can't think of how to say his name. Y'all messed me up. <laughs> Hades. <laughs> uh, Poseidon and Zeus all split up the world. Uh, Zeus Just, took just the... say James Woods. <laughs> <laughs> Ze- 
so Zeus took the sky to rule, Poseidon took the oceans to rule, and Hades uh, took the underworld to rule over the dead. But he's not the god of the dead. The god of the dead is Thanatos. Oh, that's interesting. Thanatos. So, I know that one. So you have yeah. a character who's in charge of death who is named Thanatos. Hmm. I wonder if that has any relevance right. in like comics or maybe some movies that are out or right now. Yeah, movie. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, so no. Neon Genesis Evangelion. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> so uh, the the underworld is believed to be deep inside the earth, and it's surrounded by five rivers. So the five rivers are Arsion, the river of woe, Cachitis, <laughs> the river of lamentation, Phlegathon, Phlegathon. the river of fire, Phlegathon. whatever. Close enough. Sticks, the river of unbreakable I'm oath. Sailing. <laughs> You're making this and worse. Lethe, Lethe, the uh, river of forgetfulness. When you would die, your soul would be led by Hermes to the entrance of the underworld. A ferry ran by a boatman named Charon. Charon? Chiron. Chiron? All these names. They're going to kill me this entire thing. So he would carry the soul across the five rivers, and then you'd pay your fare. So. You could go in two coins. If you couldn't, your soul would be trapped in the it, your your soul would be trapped in the underworld or between the underworld and the living. So I guess limbo, right? Yes, it was later referred uh, to as limbo. I'm sure or purgatory. So, uh, yeah, purgatory. There we go. There we go. Uh, past five rivers, there's a, a gate guarded by uh, Cerebrus, uh, Cerberus, which is his big Cerberus. Cerberus. What is not Cerebrus? Cere- Am I th- You're going to think... Mass Effect 2, it's Cerberus. Yeah, it's Cerberus. What is... I think Cer- Cerebrus Cerebrus is the... would be the, the giant brain dog. Go ahead. I, I, I... Okay, yeah, I was thinking uh, X-Men? What is yes. the Professor yes. X's Because there's Cerebra Cere- and there's Cerebrus, I think, is the, like the one they create afterwards that was like... I don't know, it's confusing. It got retconned. Whatever. Well, so that's his, his puppy... And he would allow you to enter and never leave. There's three judges that, you know, would basically say if you were good or whatever, and they'd let you go to wherever. Uh, Elysium? One of them was Santa. <laughs> uh, so Hades, back to Hades. He had a palace with rooms made from silver and gold, decorated from precious metals and jewels. You could only reach the palace if Hades allowed you to. Otherwise, you'd walk the in- you would walk for an eternity without ever reaching it. Hades would rarely leave the underworld and would only go to Mount Olympus to talk with the other gods, like, I guess, when there was problems. Uh, he had a crown that gave him invisibility. Uh, he got it from one of the Cyclopses during the Titan War. His uh, weapon was a bident, which is, you know, like Poseidon's trident, except there's two little pokey things on it. Uh, people of Greece were so afraid of Hades that they wouldn't even mention his name due to the belief that you would die quicker. So they referred to him as Pluton or Pluto. I guess the Romans would call him Pluto later. Wait, was he seriously the first Voldemort? Yeah, I was about to say <laughs> he, he's straight up Voldemort, and I think it's going to get even more Voldemort-y soon. Well, so I guess he he's not... He doesn't appear to be evil from all the things that I read. Like, he's not like Satan in modern times. Okay, actually, had fun rules. thing. Before you tell the story of Persephone, out of the four of us, do we think Hades is evil as, as a character for the most part? Well, I did because of the uh, Hercules cartoon, the Disney cartoon. 
Uh, from a Satanist perspective, <laughs> I'm not a Satanist, but from a Satanist perspective, uh, Satan is not a bad guy. He is just a light bringer, the guy of intelligence. He just has a bad rap because his job is to pretty much be the prison warden. And I think that is essentially what Hades is. He's just the warden. Right. It seems to me like he's more or less impartial uh, uh, judge, jury, executioner in a way. You know what I mean? Like he sits there and uh, is kind of true neutral with stuff as opposed to being, you know, heavy leaning uh, evil or heavy leaning good. He's there for the paycheck, man. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that people, you know, I think that in in a lot of cases that comes off as uh, evil to people. But at, at the same time, I feel like it's also like, no, he's just he he is uh, uh, fair, just <laughs> straight straight middle line fair, and that's you know maybe hard to hear for some people, but right G- government worker. I <laughs> kind of side with he got kind of saddled with a bum deal technically when they were dividing up stuff, and he's making the best of what he's got. I don't see him in most per- now modern portrayals. Yes, Hades is always the bad guy, but in most of the Greek mythology, he's just another one of the gods just doing his job. And he got stuck with kind of being over the dead, but technically, wouldn't he rule over almost the greatest amount of people then? Well, you got to have a bad guy, and he's obviously part of the scariest aspect of life, which is death. So he's the top bad guy to pick if you can't find another one. He was also, being the oldest, he should have been, you know, in line to rule uh, Mount Olympus, but... Zeus was tricked you know, him. young cocky one that uh well he was kind of the hero of the the war against the titans too so there, there was, was just like yeah me me there <laughs> was there was something i read about uh basically if if you had to put them in order like Zeus was the strongest Poseidon was uh you know the second strongest and uh Hades was just Hades really seems like he's kind of laid back to be honest uh he the only thing about his character is like he, when he sets rules, he wants them to be followed exactly. And like a, a bunch of his stories is like, he gives you a chance. He gives you all these chances to do whatever, make a deal with him. And if, if you're respectable, respectable and you uh, can manage to fulfill the, your end of the bargain, he's like, sure, whatever, you know, but if you don't follow his simple instructions, he'll punish you basically. Uh, like one of his stories, he is with Orpheus. I, I don't remember who Orpheus is, but he went to he went to Hades uh, to ask if he could have his wife back from the underworld. Uh, basically, he they ended up making a deal, and if uh, Orpheus could take his wife out of the underworld, but if he looked back at her, he would lose her back to the underworld. And there was something that sounds familiar yeah. to a degree. Something yeah. about a pillar there... of salt. <laughs> yeah yeah holy shit i didn't even think about that uh but so there was something kind of sketchy that it wasn't actually his wife i don't know if she said something and it wasn't his wife so he turned back and looked at her and uh you know hey uh hades kept his wife and he didn't get to see her again well he never so- he didn't trust that she was back there and that hades would keep his promise his yeah. wife's name i think was eurydice and he because she was a shade still you know she was silent there was no sound coming from her and he got like all the way up to the entrance to the overworld and just couldn't take it anymore 
and had to make sure she was still there because he was like, if I've gone all this way and, you know, played my liar and made the friggin' uh, King of the Dead cry, like, and and he screws me over and I'm all the way back in the overworld, I'm going to be pissed. But then, <laughs> but then that was his own hubris at that point and and he turned around just in time to see her get whisked back to the dead so he lost her twice also right. if i remember correctly didn't he give him the wrong soul on accident too just Whoops. no but if he had made it all the way up he would have switched them back i think yeah see that's what that's what i was thinking i i couldn't remember exactly what the story was i was just kind of skimming over also it. i just wanted to point this out real quick i should have done this at the beginning I feel like a lot of, you know, mythologies, pantheons, um, different, I, I don't want to say religions because everyone thinks, you know, Buddhism and uh, Christianity and all that. But a lot of older myths and stuff, it's like that kid sitting in class that says, hey, can I copy off your homework? And the guy goes, yeah, sure, but just make it a little bit different because there's a lot of things that get shared between <laughs> between all these, you know, especially in the like greek roman greek and roman definitely but also norse mythology egyptian mythology kind of have this weird melding of sorts and even christianity at times kind of mixes in there to where there's a lot of people that seem the same but they're different so just just wanted to point that out yeah let's not get into that we're gonna piss off a lot of people i'm just i'm just (laughs) saying as a general thing i'm sure it will get brought up again later as wait a second there's something in another mythology that's this character so (laughs) I, I tread lightly. I treaded lightly. I hope. <laughs> I'll I'll be real quick on on this uh, story with uh, Persephone. There you go. Say um, it with confidence. Persephone. <laughs> Persephone. So uh, if you're gonna keep score on this, uh, Zeus and Dimitri are brother and sister, which are also Hades' brother and sister. Persephone is Zeus and Dimitri's daughter. So. Hades wants to, one of the few times that he goes to Mount Olympus, he sees Persephone, which is his double niece, right? Sure. But anyways, (laughs) um, so he he sees her and he he instantly falls in love with her. So he, I guess him and Zeus had some kind of deal made to where Zeus was going to give Hades one of his first, or one of his daughters uh, for marriage. So Hades basically picked Persephone, and uh, Zeus was like, man, Dimitri's not going to like this. So they schemed, and they came up with a plan, and it's it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but they uh, Persephone and Dimitri ended up going to Earth because Dimitri was uh, the, go- uh, the goddess of fertility. So she made sure all the crops grew and all that. Uh, so she was working on the Earth, I guess. And Persephone was going to go explore, and she had some, uh, uh, what are they called? Nymphs. Nymphs. Yeah, I was trying to find where their names were, but I didn't write it down. Anyway, so she had the nymphs flying around with her. Uh, Something about Zeus had uh, Gaia plant a flower in a garden, and somehow Persephone ended up going alone, and she found this flower. Uh, When she got near it, the earth cracked and opened up to appear. Uh, Hades with a chariot of black horses. Badass. Yeah, that's how you impress a chick, right there. You crack open the earth and say, "Sup, lady." You know. So, <laughs> <laughs> H- 
he uh he grabbed her and uh i guess one of the oh here the the nymph named scion uh tried to save her but hades was too powerful and apparently she was so sad that she cried until she melted and created the river of scion so i thought that was kind of interesting have so, you ever been that sad <laughs> all the time uh there's Demet- a backstreet boys song about that there's an sync. <laughs> one of them so dimitri kind of went nuts she was not tending to the earth this caused the plants to start to die animals start to die this basically caused a famine uh zeus stepped in and basically said i'll get her back for you only if we can prove that hades is holding her against her will in the meantime down in uh the underworld hades had like a garden built for her and uh was treating her like a real gentleman should, you know, and she ended up falling in love with him. There was something about Hades offering her a, a, a pomegranate, and if she gave it, if she ate it, he would, she would fall in love with him. I, I didn't understand the story, so. But there's a lot of magical fruits involved in Greek mythology. That's what I have skimmed across in my research. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. A magical pomegranate, I guess. So, uh, yeah. Oh, the, it was. It was the the legend is something about if a captor gives them uh, a fruit, they will come back to them eventually, or something like that. So they'll always come back. <laughs> so uh, Persephone ended up telling Dimitri that she wanted to stay with her her hubby Hades, and Dimitri threatened to not make the earth fertile if she stayed and basically Hades and Dimitri had to what it comes down to is Hades and Dimitri split up the time that they would have with Persephone so like half depending on which uh, story also some of the stories are different but the the one that I liked was half the year Dimitri or uh, Persephone would stay with Dimitri up in Mount Olympus and the other half of the year she would stay down in the underworld with Hades so this would make the 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 seasons so when she was leaving you would get uh, when she'd go back to uh hades dimitri would be sad and it would cause fall and winter and then when she'd come home would be spring and summer and everything would be fruitful and yeah see i love those seasonal explanations like uh in mythology like there's a bunch of them in i think south america and i can quote literally none of them to you right now but i've heard them (laughs) And I love hearing the ones where it's, like, based around, like, natural events, like how a certain mountain was formed, or particularly how, like, just you said, the seasons work. I think it's a really cool little twist to um, what was religion back then, but now it's just kind of, like, quirky stories right now. Right, right. No, and that's that's what I thought was the coolest part of this, is uh, this is how the seasons were born. Because it was of... guest science. <laughs> It's because of a kidnapping. <laughs> um, I, I hate to be that guy. I've I've always heard of her mother's name as Demeter, uh, as a, a oh, okay. as opposed to Dimitri. Every time you say that, I think of like this this Russian dude like smoking a cigarette. Like, <laughs> uh, I think <laughs> of the uh, I think of the baby pterodactyl from the Land Before Time. You know what? That's what I was Thank thinking you. of. That's yes. exactly yes. what it was. Yes. I was like, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Hey, but I'm but, notorious but, for but not knowing how to read. Does bring up a good point. And then there's Spike. It, the it, I, I now see it as a. I now see it as a. Guy in Russia smoking a cigarette going, oh, it's time for us to go back. <laughs> <laughs> Niet, don't want to go to Hades. There's terrible impression number one. <laughs> uh, 
It's so time you... for oh. winter to come. <laughs> now you leave, you go. <laughs> it's stay. so bad over <laughs> here. I don't want to go to Hades. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh that's, so, no, that's I... Hades, uh Persephone, uh Yeah. All right. I uh, I definitely agree that, that the whole season thing is really cool. That's how they explain the seasons is a kidnapping and whatnot. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. To, Someone like, else already said that. It's uh, fun to leave a, a culture to their own devices to figure out how shit works when they have no other explanations. So. Right. <laughs> what, uh, um, what do they call next? that? It's oh, um, go ahead, David. What what do, what do they call that? Um, that syndrome. Stockholm uh, syndrome. Stockholm. Oh, Stockholm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> yeah. That's there's your seasons for you, all because of Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> it's funny they they made the term <laughs> Thanks, for the syndrome kid. before the actual city of Stockholm was around. That's right. <laughs> it was really a whole city of hostages. Well, That's why they yeah, named it Stockholm. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> they just would kidnap people to a certain location, and pretty soon they all just got a community together. Like, hey, let's go to the hostage warehouse and pick one up. Who we ransom in today? <laughs> they would get there and they'd be like, ah, I guess it's not that bad. Yeah. We love this place. <laughs> there, there's a Cold Stone Creamery right nice around here. the corner. Why do we have to leave? <laughs> Cold Stone oh, Creamery. Way All to right, go, you uh, shill. Am I up next? Yeah. Sh- sure. All right. Are you? All right. So uh, I am bringing the story of Atalanta to the table tonight. And in the... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I'm getting to that. I know where you're going with this. It's fine. But so uh, the deal is, I thought to myself, I wrote a couple notes down, and I thought to myself, you know what? Most people that listened to Greek mythology back in the day couldn't read. So it was mostly oral history. And I happen to have read uh, at least four accounts of the same story and listened to two different podcasts of the same story about this one story. So now I have a nice chimera of a storyline in my head. You see what uh, I did there? Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I got, I got plenty of them coming up. Don't worry. And so what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna try to do this from uh, just the mind reading of it, and just uh, what does he call it? Memory. That's the word. That's the word. Mind reading. Uh, <laughs> so wait, hold I'm on a second. To do this Real by quick. telepathy, everybody. <laughs> Real quick, do our show gimmicks apply to the crossover that we're doing now? Can I don't he care. get a penalty sure. shot? And can we put him in the um in the penalty box? <laughs> I'm reading my own mind, damn it, so it's technically right, okay? It's just not the conventionally used term. Alright? I'll allow it. Oh man, everyone get ready. Oh no, I have to drink for a show. Okay. So we're gonna talk about the story of uh Atalanta. You guys ready for this? And I'm going to say right now, yes, it sounds exactly like the name of the city, Atlanta, Georgia. So if I say Atlanta, deal with it. It's probably what I'm going to just slide right into and use from now on because I don't like extra syllables. So what we're going to do is Atlanta is a story about it can be one of two things. It could be considered the very um, pro-feminine story of Atlanta, the huntress slash lioness. Get to that later. Or it can be renamed Atalanta, the story of the White Knight and the Chauvinists. So we'll go ahead from there and start from the beginning. There's two very important parts of Atalanta's life. Yeah, I think I'm going to start saying Atlanta from now on. So baby Atlanta was born to one of two different kings. 
Uh, it was either King Iusus or King can't remember his other name because it was harder to say. So I'm just going to say King Dick. Why that? I'll get to it in a second. He, uh, <laughs> King Dick did not want a girl. As most, kings, <laughs> as most kings don't want a girl, he decided the best way to handle this was not go to the Grecian adoption agency. He just left her on a cliff and just hoped she would walk off of it or just be left to the elements. Instead, he, uh, Little Atlanta was left on this cliffside and was caught upon by a mother bear who, instead of deciding that she would be a very, very, very nice meal, said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and try to raise it as my own. It was kind of a story like the Jungle Book or Tarzan, where they are raised by, instead of apes, Atlanta is raised by a group of bears. That is until two days later when a group of hunters come and slaughter the entire bear family and Atlanta's left to her own devices once again. And on their way out, the hunters decide, oh, wait, there's a baby over there. We should probably do something about that. So they go ahead and take baby Atlanta into their own care, and she becomes a mighty huntress with them and grows up with them. And during this time, since she was raised essentially by nature and just weird, dirty nomads, she became the uh, priestess of the of Artemis, the goddess of the wild and of nature. And she was pretty much sworn to maidenhood, which means that she stays a virgin the entire time uh, or else bad things will happen. Essentially, Artemis said, look, you're under my protection, but if you bang anyone, that's it. You're not uh, you're we're done. So. That's the setup for her. She grows up to be the best huntress in her tribe, who seems to be very egalitarian, to be fair to them. And all of a sudden, there is a call from a kingdom called Caledonia that is looking for the best hunters in the entire land or countries. It's all split up, so I really cannot give you a succinct way of how the geography works. Because also, I'm American, and Americans suck at geography. So what we're going to go ahead and do Yay. is... Um, we're just going to say that the king of Caledonia named Onius was making his yearly sacrifices to all the gods, except he left one out and that goddess happened to be Artemis. She gets royally pissed and decides to let loose a giant wild boar that is just going to be called from now on the boar of Caledonia. And it decides to just ravage the entire land, destroy crops, kill horses, just generally harass small children, even though this thing is like, it is the size of a tank. Like, uh, Justin, we talked about uh, Spirited Away. No, not Spirited Away. What was it? Princess Mononoke uh, recently. There you go. The, the boar from Princess Mononoke. Just imagine that in your head. That is what is ravaging the entire land right now. That is the boar of Caledonia. Hell yeah. Yeah. And Onius and his wife, um, here's the part where it's from the mind reading of myself, uh, Althea, <laughs> that's her name. And what she, uh, they get their kid, Prince, this is a hard name to get, but after I get it rolling, it'll be okay. All right, let's see. Um, Malager, that's his name. Maliger, Maliger, that's his name. Prince Maliger decides to get like pretty much the A-team or the Avengers of Hunters together to take down this boar. And so Atlanta gets the call. And shows up there, and she is pretty much meets up with the whole crew of Prince Maliger, who I'm going to say right now is married and has kids. And then a just all-star cast. You have Achilles from the Trojan Wars father. 
You have um, Odysseus from the Trojan Wars father. You have Ajax from the Trojan Wars father. And then you also have two people named Jason of the Argonauts. And then you also have Theseus of the Killing a Minotaur and happens to be the king of Thebes right now. Thebes? Thebes? What a crossover event. No, this is great. Like I said, this is the first Avengers. Except they're just hunting. I know. This is a huge crossover event. Everyone's there. And Splash panels everywhere. <laughs> and naturally, <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, naturally, so they have everyone there. Everybody that is deemed cool is there ready to just kill the shit out of this boar. And they bring up all their dogs and all their other people that were not given names. They, they brought a bunch of red shirts with them, essentially. And um, I'll just stick with calling them that from here on because they come back into the play later. Oh, and there was also one man named Arcus who was a complete dick. But uh, all of them are, but he's the most dickish of them. Essentially. Wait, when... is he more dickish than King Dick? <laughs> <sighs> I'll let you decide. I'll let you decide. Because he comes back in. Hold on, this. I gotta decide. You can, this, this okay, is I decided. After I finish telling the story. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, what happens is, they all get together, like, this is pretty cool. I think it's gonna work out pretty well. And then, uh, Atlanta shows up, and she's just like, hey guys, uh, you guys ready to hunt some boar? And they're all like, oh, a woman! Especially Arcus. He's the guy shooting, the, saying that from the back, like, she can't join us! And then afterwards, everybody is pretty much in agreement, just saying, like, what is she doing here? Why? Why is there a woman here? And uh, just being the very forward-thinking Greeks that they are, uh, decide that she cannot join whatsoever until uh, uh, Prince Milagre decides that that's the name of a tequila, isn't it? It's that's, uh, Milagre. 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 Is Prince this about to turn Milagre. into Mulan and she's going to dress up as a man? No, doesn't even need to do that. He just thinks she's hot and decides, hey, man, let's, let's let her come along. Once again, <laughs> he's married and has kids. So this guy decides to start white knighting for her. Everybody else is just like, you know, she should stay in the mythical kitchen or something. But Maligar, to his credit, even though he's trying to bang her, decides she should go along with it. And at this point, she's like, everything's cool. That's fine. I'm just going to show my worth by my hunting skills. Because, honestly, she is already a badass hunter. What I didn't mention is that... She had previously, along the way to this expedition, killed two centaurs who are generally considered pretty badass mythological creatures along the way, just by uh, tricking them and then just hunting them down, stealth killing them. Great stealth archer. She'd be great in Skyrim. And also, she happened to have won a wrestling match against a guy named Peleus for a guy named Peleus's funeral. Apparently, it was a Greek tradition to wrestle at funerals. That is kind of just the thing to do. Just kind of New Orleans, we have jazz funerals. They like to have royal rumbles. And she won one, so she's already a badass girl. That needs to come um, back. Sure, why not? I, I would be perfectly I'm fine with having... I'm pretty sure the WWE has one of those every, like, what, five years or so? <laughs> no, I every, don't know if they had a wrestling like... match at China's funeral, but, you know, maybe. But yeah. um, <laughs> No, I, I mean... I meant the how many of times at oh my gosh, I just forgot his name, the, the the guy in charge. Vince McMahon. However many times he's died at every one of his funerals, there's always a wrestling match. And sometimes <laughs> he comes back to life and fights in it. You know what I really want to see? I really want to see when Vince McMahon dies that they like just kind of I don't know if it's considered taxiderming, but they put like a Chuck E. Cheese animatronic in him so he can host his own <laughs> funeral. That'd be the most interesting one to see possible. 
<laughs> I would love to see a Vince McMahon hosted Vince McMahon funeral. Oh my gosh, um, that's scary well, and awesome. Where were we? Okay, yes. Okay, so the hunt is about to begin. Uh, Maliger decides to convince the other guys to let her go along. So they go on a six-day hunt, and they decide to Scooby-Doo it up and split ways just to see if they can find the boar that happens to be ravaging every field possible, as if it would be hard to find. Um, it turns out that Maliger decided to pull a Fred and took the Daphne in this story with him. And it turns out that uh, Maliger and Atalanta went along. So for these six days, Maliger is just sitting there like, hey, you're awesome. You know that, right? She's like, thank you. Uh, you know I let you come on to this with me. And she's like, yep, yeah, thank you. Once again, let's keep hunting this boar. Uh, we going bang? And then she says, no, I forgot to tell you. I am dedicated to being a virgin for Artemis. You know, the goddess that got us into this whole trouble and is currently pissed off at the king of y- your dad. Essentially pissed off at your dad and is ravaging the entire country because of your dad's screw-up. And he said, right, 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 okay. So I guess after we kill the boar, we'll go ahead and uh, just just see what happens. So turns out that they hear some screaming in the distance, and it turns out that it is the famous boar of Caledonia ripping up some little peasants. And they go ahead and run to the distress, and it turns out to be a rally point for all the other hunters. I guess they didn't split up very far in that six days. But when they are getting together to find this boar, this is the main event. Essentially, they all surround it, and immediately, all of them show their vast incompetence because uh, Theseus throws, an, uh, throws a spear, completely misses, and hits a dog, kills it, and pins it to the ground he and pretty much just makes it a scarecrow. Yeah, Theseus hits a dog. Um, and then Arcus, the dick, decides to... I, I don't know how he's throwing spears, but he managed to hit it with the wooden side of the spear instead of the actual point. So maybe he threw it at a sideways angle, like he, he just kind of like did, a like hatchet. a yeah. He, he rolled <laughs> a one. Hatchet. I thought he just like did a one eighty degree angle toss at it and just decided it would bounce off of it. I don't know how it worked, but they they've got toss. some things to to work out. Um, <laughs> nothing is working out right now. Um, so it goes up that uh, Atlanta, the great archer, takes a shot. Hits the boar, draws first blood, and hits an artery that will prove to later be a fatal wound. As this is happening, um, everybody surrounds the boar and decides that they just want to get the last dibs and say they are the ones that killed it. As this is happening, uh, Theseus throws another spear and hits one of his red shirts and kills him. This is like, the I'm, worst D and D game of all time. I know it's great. He literally threw his precision matches. He's rolling all ones. That's it. And um, what's the nobody really cares Futurama? about it. It's just like they lost him. What's um, the captain from Futurama? Because that's Zap Brannigan. That's Zap Brannigan. Zap Brannigan. He's like. Oh, so well. now he has a dog crow and then a person crow on the ground, just scare away <laughs> some other crows that are just hanging around. Doesn't matter. There's no crops in the field anyway. The boar ruined them. So um, after that. Uh, Arcus decides, screw this, I'm going to get the honor right here. We ain't going to let no woman go ahead and get all the glory. Runs in and immediately gets gored and emasculated. By emasculated, <laughs> I mean castrated, and then actually gored his intestines were ripped out. So it didn't work out well for this dude. Finally, there's a little more of like hoo-hahs. I think Theseus may have just killed a random cat or farmer walking by afterwards. Who knows? Um, and then... <laughs> As that's happening, 
Uh, oh my god, this is hilarious. Maleager decides, you know what, this is over. As fun as this was, I'm going to finish this. Runs up to the boar with two spears, jumps on his back in a Shadow of the Colossus fashion, and just drives him straight through the... Um, the thorax no that's for a bug the chest of the boar and then afterwards it strikes it right in the heart it dies we're done um ceremoniously it turns out that the person that killed the boar gets to take off the head and hide and give it as a prize uh to just claim the glory and maleager just trying to be the nice guy that he is and closely enough his name rhymes with milady a little bit but uh, he decides to tip his fedora in the Greek fashion to Atlanta and says, you know what? You got the first kill. You get to have this. Uh, well, not the first kill. You did the fatal wound. You got the first blood. You get to have this head and hide and tries to give it to her in a stick. However, two people that I wasn't talking about, um, Persisix and Toxifus, I think their names, is Maligar's uncles. And they're along for the hunt the entire time. And they say, hell no, you won't. We ain't letting a woman have all this glory. And they literally go to slap the boar's head from her hands as she goes. Um, what happens is uh, Maligar says, okay, uh, no, I'm giving it to her. He says, no. So Maligar does the reasonable thing and stabs his uncle straight through the heart. Kills him. <laughs> After that, uh, <laughs> Toxifus says, uh, that was weird, but this still doesn't change anything. You need to chill out. No, everybody just kind of brushes this off in the first place. And after that, uh, he goes ahead and stabs his other uncle in the heart and then tries to give the head over to, um, <laughs> over to Atlanta. And she's like, thanks. I mean, thanks for this, but you, you know, I'm still not banging you. Right. And he's like, ah, don't worry about it later. Uh, when he gets over to the temple back to town, his mother finds out that, her son, Athlea, who I said earlier, finds out that her son has killed both of her brothers. She is naturally pissed about this. So then I'm not going to go into any backstory and just say she takes a cursed wooden board that's con- that's connected to uh, Maligar's lifespan and just throws it in a fire and then throws herself in a fire. And then the rest of her family dies, too, and then his family uh, so everyone dies except Atlanta and she's just sitting there like, I have nothing to do with this and just kind of pieces out afterwards. The entire kingdom is like gone. It breaks out into civil war just because of her not really promising anything to anybody. And it just turns out badly. Fast forward a few months. Uh, Atlanta ends up back with her old tribe. When her dad, King Dick, shows up and is like, hey, you're famous now. You have to come back to my kingdom. And she's like, you tried to kill me. You left me on a cliff's edge for a bear to find me and actually do like a Berenstein Bears thing for me instead of actually killing me. None of my accomplishments are thanks to you. And he says, yeah, that's true. But, you know, you're kind of royalty. You have to come back and you have to get married, by the way. So she's caught in a pinch for some reason, which I can't explain. She would, If I was her, I just would have stabbed him. She's perfectly capable of that. She seems like she has done that before. She says, all right, well, you know what? I'll get married under one condition. They have to beat me in a foot race, any of my suitors. If they beat me, I'll marry them. If they don't, I get to murder them. Um, roughly 600 suitors later, um, <laughs> 600 <laughs> murdered suitors later, People are still trying <laughs> to the point where it gets to one guy named uh, Hippomedes, who I am going to call Hippo Man from now on because that is too hard for me to say. Um, Hippo Man decides that he has seen 
her literally go through a murder spree of 600 men and nobody has brought her to any sort of justice just because they're trying to bang her. Um, he decides I'm going to need a little bit of outsourcing here in praise to the god. It wasn't Athena. It was Aphrodite. That's her name. Aphrodite. Aphrodite, the goddess of love. And just like in a similar fashion in the War of Troy, Aphrodite solves everything with golden apples and gives him three golden apples, which were explained in another podcast as performance-enhancing apples, but they're actually (laughs) not what you think. He didn't eat them and win the competition. It turns out that it's kind of a Dracula situation. He turns up at the final foot race with Atlanta and says, all right, I'm ready to go. She says, cool, I'm ready to kill you. It's fine. I don't even want to remember your name. (laughs) It turns out that during the race, as she's going... (laughs) And he's running. She even gave him a head start. Uh, He just goes, whoops, apple fell out of my pocket. Golden apple falls in the track. For some reason, this is irresistible to little Atlanta. And she has to go and pick it up. Puts her behind a little bit. Um, And yes, if you're asking, the tortoise did actually try to race too. Immediately got slaughtered. Turtle stew. Uh, As this was happening, she realizes, why did I want that apple so badly? That was really weird. As the race continues, she catches up to Hippo Man, and he goes, whoops, another apple falls out of my pocket. She once again goes to pick it up, just like, it's like literally the vampire thing where a vampire has rice drops, she has to count it or something like that. Um, Same thing happens the third time, drops it, but at this point, uh, Atlanta tries to get the best of both worlds. She tries to have her apple and eat it too. She does a diving roll off the track, grabs the apple, pulls her sword out, and is ready to just strike Hippo Man as he's running through the finish line and actually just catches his tunic. But as the dust cloud settles, it turns out that she uh, that he made it through the finish line. So she is beholden to marry him. And they actually get married. They turn out to have a pretty good relationship. They turn out to have kids. Uh, not only that, they kind of try to get away from everything. She probably has a couple bench wards on her for mar- for murdering nearly every man in the kingdom. Uh, and then also, she Artemis is a little bit pissed at her for killing the boar that Artemis sent to actually send his punishment for the land. Nobody likes her at that point. Nobody likes Atlanta. And then Hippo Man is the kind of jealousy of the rest of the kingdom that still did not challenge Atlanta to a foot race. They go to the woods, they decide to actually break her little maidenhood thing and just start banging out in the woods and go a little bit uh, cocky with it. They decide that they don't care about anything. And once again, she broke her maidenhood to Artemis and that means that she is cleared of all protection. And it turns out that Hippo Man did not pay tribute to Aphrodite for doing something nice for him. So... That's bad enough as it is, but it turns out the last little slight that they do is they decide to conceive a child in the temple of Zeus. Zeus is naturally the most jealous person and the person you do not want to slight, aside from Hera, arguably, in all of Greek mythology. And what he decides to do is turn both of them into lions. Now, why is this a punishment? It turns out that in Greek mythology, I did not look any further into this, so don't ask for elaboration, Lions cannot mate with other lions. They can only mate with other types of cats, meaning like they can uh, mate with a leopard. They can mate with a cheetah. They can mate with possibly a furry dressed as a cat. 
doesn't matter. Um, they cannot mate with other lions. So this is a tragic tale where they can never be together again. Um, so that is the tragic ending of Atlanta and all of her wacky exploits and how she ended up being one of the most badass women in Greek mythology that had, I think, the least repercussions, maybe. Um, so any questions for the class? I I got two things. All right. One, I, I'm glad that my story might not be the most, I might not be the most pop culture heavy person on this show today. So says the pop culture podcaster. Um, yes. (laughs) Um, actually I I got three things. Um, two, if this whole rumor flies thing doesn't work out, I think you should read a story, wait a week and then try to record your memory of it because it's (laughs) priceless. Uh, listen to Blastro podcast, which David Flora was just on. (laughs) And, um, Finally, I'd like to think that Mega, what what was the mother's name again? Mother of whatever. Uh, Athlea? Althea? Yeah. 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 I, I'd like to imagine she threw the one log into one fire, but then had another fire going that then she jumped into. I don't know. Uh, just my humor well, there. Well, well, okay. I will, I will give you the little extra tidbit about that. When, um, uh, when Maliger was born, he, uh, uh, what's her name? Althea had heard the fates who we all know about. Of course, the three fates kind of just conspiring about his life. And they said, yes, we're going to bind Maliger's life force to this board. That's over the fire right now. <laughs> so as long as the board lasts, we are going to make sure he lasts and it's about to catch on fire. So she runs in there, knocks the three fates out the way, just little old ladies, just completely bowls over them, grabs the board, and then throws the board into a chest in her room that says, uh, do not break in case of wanting to kill child. And essentially, (laughs) that's how it ended up. She had that board in there forever, and apparently what happened was the story for that, as I remember it, is... When she found out that she, her uh, her brothers got killed by her son, she pulled the board out and then paced over to the fire, went to go throw it in, and then walked back to the other side of the room. No, you're crazy. That's This is my son. Did it four times. And the fifth time, one of her uh, little handmaids said, he killed your brothers. And then she just threw it in and then got some scruples afterwards and killed herself, ending the entire family line. It just ruined everything. So that's the whole story about the little, I guess, prototype of a voodoo doll for that, uh, for Maliger. And there we have crossover with something else. Cool. Yeah. Anyone else have questions? No. All right. <laughs> I, 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 we got I, some good I, podcast content <laughs> with silence. Hey, you covered it. Man. I'm just saying, Hippo Man uh, kind of <laughs> threw me off because. Uh, all I could think of was like a Mega Man character. So the entire time, God while, dang it, Toby. while he was racing, he was this metal robot, and I was like, "Why? Why do I keep thinking this?" So yeah. that's Hippo my Man only two just bits. Just dropped like little eggs as it is in the boss battle. She has to actually jump over them. <laughs> pocket apple, pocket apple. <laughs> that would actually be great if the I, I should have done the story where he has pocket sand instead and just keeps throwing it in her eyes as she cl- catches up to him. <laughs> That'd been great. I just like apples are uh, too hard to say, so pocket sand. I like the right. the royal bloodline of the dicks. Yeah, <laughs> King Dick has gone down in the history books. Uh, oh, also, like let's let's uh, wrap that up real quick. Arcus or King Dick? Who's worse? Hmm. Not everybody at once. I'm. 
Yeah. Arcus. You think Arcus? Yeah. He didn't leave yeah. a baby out to die, but he also just was generally a douche. Hmm. It's a I tough. mean, I I, I kind of think Arcus too, because he has to choose to be, you know, that douchey. <laughs> and then, but you could make a case for the uh, King Dick being kind of off his rocker a little bit. Yeah, a tiny <laughs> bit. Only after his daughter got famous. Um. So, uh, who's next? I'll go next. Yay, David. Oh yeah, I get to anchor this. Yep. That's right, anchor man. Uh, I'll have to anchor a sinking ship. <laughs> there you go. So uh, I'm going to tell everybody about ye old hero of Greek mythology, Bellerophon. Um, Bellerophon, I feel like, and this is just me, uh, you, you hear about Hercules, you hear about uh, uh, Theseus even, as, as um, Ryan mentioned earlier with the Minotaur. Um, you hear about, uh, quite a few heroes from Greek myth, but I feel like often you don't hear much about Bellerophon, uh, even though he was kind of a superstar in his day, apparently. I remember him from Hooked on Bellerophonics. <laughs> right, where you, where you learn to read while riding a horse? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, so, once upon a time, there was, uh, this woman named Eurynome. <laughs> Mine? That's right. It's a strong start. Strong start. <laughs> <laughs> not, not yours, Ryan. Oh, good. Don't assume about my enemies. <laughs> That's right. So, Eurynome was married to Glaucus, and, uh, she had a son who she named Bellerophon. But, ho! About everybody except Glaucus figured out that it was actually the son of Poseidon. Ooh. Oh, yeah. You're going to be getting some of that salt, salty, salty goodness. Wait. <laughs> some of that sea foam up Glaucus in there. the writer? Glaucus, it, did, it didn't say that he, well, from what I found, didn't say he was a, a writer. I don't think it was the same dude. This guy liked horses, which is funny because Poseidon... Um, was P- Poseidon had a thing with horses? Not a not a thing like uh, not not a log, you know, not not like a not not, not like you say. Is, is it hot in here? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just heard that Glaucus actually fell into a coma at one point, and that's how glaucoma started. Shut so. shut up, Ryan. In- <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're going too hard in the paint, son. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm out. I'm out. Uh, um, Let me get the duct tape. You've got to save those puns for the end. Right. You're burning them all. It's on fire. <laughs> sprinkle them. Sprinkle them. <laughs> uh, anyways, Poseidon, god of the sea, but he was also um, god of horses, basically. Um, Bellerophon grew up loving uh, equestrian activities. He loved riding horses. And Glaucus actually loved uh, uh, riding horses and, and dealing in equestrian stuff as as well. So that's where, like, it was kind of funny that he apparently, you know, for all, from what all I could, I could find, he basically thought Bellerophon was his, um, even though everybody else was like, no, nah, man, he's, he's, he's a, he's a hero. Like he, he's not just a mortal kid. But, um, anyways, Bellerophon ended up, uh, wanting to, 
make the Pegasus his horse. Now, the Pegasus was a classic winged horse of Greek mythology, um, and he or she sprang from the neck of Medusa when uh, Medusa was killed, when when uh, was it Perseus, I think, chopped her uh, her head off? Yes. And, um... Yes. Um, and Pegasus sprang out of her neck when when that happened. Uh, also, little known fact, uh, another, another thing sprang out uh, of her neck. The brother of Pegasus, who, the name of which is, um, Chrysior? I think it's it's pronounced Chrysior. Um and people are divided over whether or not Chrysior was um a giant or a giant winged boar. <laughs> so I think giants in both of those terms, so <laughs> it was big either way, and the name means It's a big something. Yeah, the name means golden blade. Um and they How they weren't sure they weren't sure if that meant like a sword dang it. that was used or uh, tusks for a boar or maybe like blades of wheat. Anyway, um, I'd like to think that it was a giant winged boar because that's pretty cool. But it fits in when pigs fly. Yeah. Um, God dang it! I know that that was a legit thing. All right. <laughs> I, I just feel like there there's this softball game going on, and Ryan's just like, I got this one. No one's on base. No one's there. Just He just keeps on hitting these solo home runs. And it's All right. Proud of no more bunts. No more bunts, okay? So Bellerophon wants to get Pegasus, uh, but he can't catch He can't catch her. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say uh, Pegasus was a she. I don't know. But um, – did you just assume Pegasus is gender? <laughs> all right, all right. Oh, no. It's because we had a male Chris Chrisior, and I I wanted to balance it out. Um, okay, fine, fine, fine. Anyways, he couldn't catch Pegasus. Uh, she was just too spirited, and so he uh, decides to spend the night in the Temple of Athena. Um, actually, after advice from uh, uh, a seer named. Polyadus, uh, not Polybius. Uh, hmm. Polyadus tells him you you need to go see uh, sleep in the Temple of Athena. Um, you know you might have a, a dream about it or something. Well, he did, and Athena herself in the dream brings him this golden bridle, and when he wakes up, he's got this golden bridle in his hand, and he manages to get closer to Pegasus, and and she lets him put the bridle on. So. Um, he, from then on, was uh, the owner of Pegasus. And the two did everything together. <laughs> they were like, um, they, they were like Jordan and, and Pippin. Co- Kobe and <laughs> Jack. They were... <laughs> oh, Scotty Pippin. I was thinking Lord of the Rings for some reason. I didn't remember Michael Jordan in there. <laughs> <laughs> That would be pretty great, Pippin. You, you, wait. You don't remember the scene where it was, and you have my axe, and then Jordan comes in and my dunk. <laughs> oh boy. Um. 
Yeah, they were they were the uh, the Carl Malone and the John Stockton, the uh, the Sean Kemp and the Gary Payton of the day. Um, anyways, uh, fast forward a little bit, and so he he went to uh, King. There, there are a lot of kings in the story, which is kind of funny because you know you think there's only one king, but no. Um, he went to King Piteus, and he. Uh, uh, wanted to marry his uh, the king's daughter Aethra, but um, apparently before the marriage or just like after he had asked permission or whatever, he accidentally killed someone, maybe his brother. Uh, but anyways, the king was like, "No, man, I'm not letting a murderer marry my daughter. You're out," and so he banished Bellerophon. Um. And Bellerophon was like, oh, man, I, I really want that guy's daughter. I need to go ask this other king uh, to be excused for this crime. Because I guess... Oh, man, I really I shouldn't have killed that dude. <laughs> yeah, no, he doesn't care about killing. He just wants to be excused <laughs> for it. <laughs> now it's an inconvenience. <laughs> um, so uh, so this he went to King Proetus. And he asked for forgiveness for this for this crime, and the king pardoned him. Um, but while he was staying at the, the the palace of the king, the king's wife, uh, whose name I think is <laughs> there's a lot of letters together, Svenabea, Svenabea. Uh, she survey says <laughs> close enough. Yeah. Hey, guess what, David? You can make up your own name, and we won't know the difference. <laughs> that's that's right. Um, <laughs> and, uh, anyways, she like, she like sneaks into his bed chamber at night and she's like, Hey, Bellerophon, uh, be get Bellerophon top of me. <laughs> and, and <laughs> that one's for you, Ryan. <laughs> and, um, and he's like, no, get, get away from me, woman. I, I'm, I'm going to marry this other girl. I just got excused for killing somebody. And she's like, fine, you little jerk. And she goes to King Proetus and she's like, do you know what just happened? That that little asshole, uh, Bellerophon, just tried to get in my pants. And he's like, what, what, what? <laughs> and then, and he was like. Sayeth what? And he, he got so pissed off. And Bellerophon's like, what, what are you talking about? I didn't do anything. And he and so the king wants to either kill Bellerophon or just get rid of him, but he doesn't want to do it in front of everybody because it was uh, an offense to the gods if you um, were basically rude to your house guest. He's kill shy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know <laughs> it happens. Um, just this, just just this one time, though. I swear. <laughs> It doesn't usually happen. Usually I can murder people, no problem. So what he does, he's like, listen, um, I, I need you to do something for me. You need to deliver a sealed message to uh, Sthenabea's father, who is also a king. His name's King Iabates. Um, and Bellerophon's like, okay, fine anything to get me away from from these like gropey touchy feely people who who are accusing me of things 
And so Bellerophon goes into um, Iobates' palace and he's welcomed and they feast, you know, and he gives him a, a room for the night and everything. And Iobates opens the message and he's like, what, what? He did what to my daughter? And then he's like, shoot, I gotta, I want to kill him now or at least get rid of him. But I don't want to do it publicly because, you know, the gods. So he's in the same spot as this, the, the last king. So he decides instead, and by the way, Proetus definitely just like was like, hey, man, this is your problem now. <laughs> um, Iobates was like, all right, I've got something that, that will do the trick. Bellerophon. There is a, a, a terrible monster that is ravaging the countryside. We need it dead. You're a hero. You've got a flying horse. Please go kill it for me. And he was sure that Bellerophon was just going to get just completely eviscerated when he goes and, and tries to kill this monster because nobody could kill it. And that monster was the Chimera. Uh, now, the Chimera was a pretty fearsome monster back in the day. It was a three-headed monster. You, you'll you often see pictures of it depicted uh, with a lion's head, the head of a goat, and then uh, a serpent for a tail. And it uh, it also breathed fire, at least from the, the lion mouth, I believe. Uh, that uh, The same monster has been kind of um it, it's it's been like tweaked over the years to be everything from having uh, a lion's head a goat's head and a dragon's head along with like a snake tail and uh, a lion body to well now it's just refer- references like an amalgamation of animals right 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 yeah it's just basically kind of a combination of of different things and you you'll even hear it like uh, chimeric um in in uh chemistry and things like that right like you can um you can have or or at least in what is it viruses um, yeah uh i remember mission impossible 2 had the chimera virus oh yeah yeah <laughs> right so like it's this uh combination of of the worst parts basically <laughs> um but yeah you'll see it uh, depicted in different ways and uh one of the other um traits of it was that its skin couldn't be pierced by you know in any arrows or spears or anything so um is basically this this awful monster that lived up in the uh mountains and uh would fly i some sometimes it could fly i guess um but some but either way it like did a ton of damage to people and um in the kingdom there and so he was like go kill this chimera uh and uh and you know everything'll be cool. And Bellerophon's like fine, I'm I'm a suitable archer and an even better horseman. Uh so I'm going to go uh fly off and and get this thing. So he he flies up there up the mountain uh finds the chimera, the chimera starts spitting fire at him. He's got his bow out, he's like pinging him right and left. Headshot, headshot, headshot with these arrows. Nothing's, nothing is getting through. Like, it's all just bouncing off this thing. And so he he sits down behind a rock, and he's like, wait a minute. This is, this is stupid. 
there's got to be a there's got to be a better way to to do this like the none, nothing's working i'm losing arrows um so he gets he gets a lamp i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And he shoves a block of lead on the tip of the lance. And he flies back up to the chimera. And he flies around a little bit, get, get it, gets it all worked up. And then uh, as soon as the chimera, he, he like beelines for its face, uh, its lion face. And as soon as it opens its mouth to breathe fire, he jams the spear down, the lance down with the, the block of lead. And the, the block of lead lodges in its throat just as it's breathing fire. And the lead melts and it all runs down into his throat. And then it hardens oh. again. And the chimera suffocates from that. And so he has defeated I, it. Hmm? I was going to say, like, a block of lead on a spear just makes it a very long hammer, but that's a much smarter move <laughs> than I would have done. That's right. I've got a long hammer now. <laughs> oh, wait. I could use it this way, too. Um, so he came back uh, uh, successful, and Iabates was like, oh, you're back? Uh, great. Uh, hey, good job, man. You did what I said. Hey, I got this other problem that's going on. <laughs> There's this tribe of barbarians called the Solomi, uh, who are just to the north here. Man, they come in, they raise villages, they they take women, uh, they they kick babies. Like it, it they're awful. Will you please go deal with them? And per- uh, uh, Bellerophon's like, all right. Yeah, I I can do that. I I don't know what he was supposed to be getting out of this deal, but like, uh, he just was like, yeah, I'll I'll do everything you say here, Iobates. And so he gets XP. <laughs> that's probably it. Wait, th- this was for the pardon, right? Though. Well, he was already pardoned by Pro Proetus. Uh, Pro- it was just that Proetus, you know, got mad at this uh, false accusation. Oh, so he's just carrot on a sticking him, pretty much. Okay, I get it now. Yeah, I... and now Iobates is is mad at this accusation and trying to to get rid of him. But Bellerophon is, I guess, out of the goodness of his heart because he's a hero. I don't know, but um, he's like Mister Magooing his way through it. Well, he's he's a little more competent than that. <laughs> Mister Magoo would have picked up a uh, surely <laughs> picked up a block of salt instead of lead. And then it died and from then, heart failure. Yeah, the chimera. <laughs> chimera <laughs> sodium intake was so high. Um. Anyways, great joke. Um, he goes up and <laughs> he is he is. I mean, he's untouchable with a flying horse. He just he just floats above everybody, pings them with the arrows. They don't have this uh, uh, bulletproof skin, so. He, he takes them down one by one, comes back, says, hey, Solomy tribe, done. What else you got? 
and Iobates was like, um, all right, man, uh, got this problem where we got raided by Amazons. Uh, so can you go, can you go kill a few warrior women for me? And Bellerophon was like, hey, I don't know if you knew this. I got a flying horse. I think I can take care of it. <laughs> so he flies out to where these Amazons were that had, uh, that had come in and raided some of the kingdom. And he basically like shoots some of them with arrows, but then drops boulders on others. And takes care of them so he comes back and he, okay and, and he's like uh he's on his way back to the palace well iobates by this point is wise to to what's going on and he's uh he's like look if this guy can can beat the chimera i he can probably beat anything so let's have my pa palace guards lay in wait for him and ambush ambush him as he's coming back uh, and that's what he does. And Bellerophon is coming down the road. I guess he's not flying, but this ambush jumps on him and he's like, bitches, did you not know that I had a flying horse? And he, he takes off, <laughs> shoots them all with his arrows to a man. They're dead. And Iobates, uh, um, is like, no, that was, that was my army. And Bellerophon's uh, basically lands outside the palace gates and jumps off and asks Poseidon, his father, to to help him, like, make a point uh, of his entrance. And so all of a sudden, like, all the waters around the palace and in the kingdom there start flooding as he's, like, walking up the palace steps. And so the- Hit the strobes! Yeah, so the king, <laughs> the king is like, uh, all right, yep. Yeah, you um you're you're favored by the gods i don't care if you if you hit on my my daughter or whatever um at this point i don't i just don't want to mess with you anymore so uh as forgiveness for me being such a douche uh why don't you take half my kingdom and marry my daughter philonoe <laughs> and and Bellerophon's like the sister of the woman that accused me of uh, trying trying to rape her? Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> but serious, and they did. <laughs> so forget the forget this other girl that he was gonna marry. Now he's married to the sister of uh, Thinabea, uh, which when when that happened, um, there are two versions of of what happened to her. One of them is that he decides to, um, uh, well, he he decides to, like, say, hey, no hard feelings. Would you like a ride on Pegasus? And she's like, yeah, a flying horse, of course. And of course. <laughs> and then and and they fly up and he just shoves her off. And kills well her. Uh, I was about to say, that would be very <laughs> awkward Thanksgivings, but he fixed that. <laughs> right. Uh, and then the other version is that um, she knows, w with him marrying her sister, she she knows that she would be found out for having lied, and so she kills herself. So uh, Did she throw herself off a cliff specifically? Because that is the number one way I've seen in ancient Greece. Probably. 
I mean, if she yeah. she were a... You always have a cliff nearby. Yeah, if she was a good, God's-fearing uh, Greek, then she would have done that. So so that takes care of her. Um, and then he, he had two sons, he had two daughters, and people loved him. Uh, but, you know, as as all these Greek myths go, it just wasn't enough for him. He just thought he was better than that. And... So he takes Pegasus one day and he's like, you know what? I've I've defeated a monster. I've defeated uh, barbarians. I have a kingdom. People love me. I deserve to be on Mount Olympus. And he jumps on Pegasus and starts flying up to Mount Olympus. And Zeus, who was busy perfecting his swan forms probably, catches sight of <laughs> this guy flying up up the mountainside and he's like oh hell no you're still like a demigod you're you don't deserve to be here so instead of just like you know lightning bolt lightning bolt he's just he he whispers to a gadfly and was like hey you see that horse you know what tastes good horse ass go bite it <laughs> <laughs> and the gadfly flies down, bites Pegasus, and Bellerophon falls off. Uh, he falls all the way down until he lands in like a uh, briar patch, basically, and doesn't die. Uh, Anything but a briar patch. Yeah, well, Shit. the uh, uh, probably a worse fate for him. He ends up crippled and blind. And he then has to wander the earth, uh, basically being made fun of and everybody hating him for taking on the gods and um, kind of being an arrogant prick. Uh, and and that's how he, he, he dies uh, alone and um, in awful conditions. And Pegasus ends up going on to Mount Olympus and Zeus is like, hey, I like this one. Uh, it, it's cool. <laughs> it's going to carry my, uh, thunderbolts for me. And that's what happens uh, to Pegasus. And then they, they put her in the uh, stars as a constellation. And some people think that, um, in, in, well, Greek astronomy, I guess, um, the constellation that would be Pegasus is opposite that of Capricorn, which people have related to chimera and so that's why it looks like uh, the uh, pegasus is chasing uh the chimera across the sky kind of thing just a little ah, just a little extra that's clever yeah. yeah so um so there you go that's the story of bellerophon any uh, questions once again proving that the, the greeks just do not like happy endings no period well could have stopped it i, I mean but to be honest, yeah, yeah they it's... they don't like uh, they don't like that hubris either, that uh, uh, arrogance, you know, somebody thinking they're better than than their place in life. But it seems everybody does it, like yeah. literally every character. Um, uh, also, I think Bellerophon went blind, right? Uh, yeah, after he uh, after he fell off Pegasus, he was uh, so blind he, and crippled. He did go, Mister Magoo. <laughs> <laughs> Be Call back. Bound to step Wait on rakes for the rest Wait of his life and be back. be made fun of. 
Um, <laughs> I, I love the Bellerophon story. I think that is one of the most isolated um, stories about somebody who usually doesn't get too much uh, interest, but he's like a he's like a Herculean badass that has just as bad of an ending. Yeah. Yeah. And also, he had Pegasus maybe first. Maybe even worse. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's it's crazy how I I just feel like Pegasus is more popular than than Bellerophon, and the two are pretty uh, uh, tied together, you know. Yeah, it, it's like, um, well, yeah, I actually can't name the driver of Knight Rider, so I I think that actually merits something right there. Isn't it Jonathan Knight? Is it Jonathan? Sure. It might not be Jonathan. Wait, what was that? Wait, 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 what was the car's name? Kit. Kit. Oh shit! I got it wrong. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> That's what I thought. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> My bad. Um, awesome. Uh, very good telling, David. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Justin. Woo! Let's do this. All right, so I chose Prometheus because I just think it's interesting and there is a lot going on with him, but I'm going to kind of stick to kind of the main stuff he did. Michael Knight. Right, we'll put, we'll, we will put so. a moratorium on the alien references. It was Michael. Are you kidding me? Sorry. Oh, you were going to. I was actually going to read the plot to that first as a joke, so never mind. I'm sorry. Go ahead. We, we can cut this. I, I actually had it pulled. We can cut that. <laughs> I had it pulled up, but now the joke's done. So I was going to start in twenty in twenty nine eighty nine. Archaeologist Elizabeth Shaw and Charlie Holiday discovered a star map to, in Scotland that matched other ancient sites. <laughs> I was just I was going to do it for as long until somebody <laughs> said, what the hell are you reading? I but think these aliens it. in here. <laughs> but you killed it and you ruined it, so on to the real thing. <laughs> Dang it. All right. So Prometheus is actually a titan. He is one of the race that took place before the gods of Olympus and the ones they defeated, but he actually... Kind of was smart, and his name also means foresight, by the way, forethought, and was like, hey, I think these gods here are going to win. I'm going to side with them. <laughs> so he did, and he was basically rewarded by Zeus for doing this with the ability and the um, honor of creating man from clay. So he did that, and he wanted to make them in the gods' image, and Zeus was like, oh, hold up a sec- second. Make them mortal and make them worship us. And he's like, all right, sure. So then he did that and he, you know, Prometheus loved his creation. But then Zeus was like, oh, you also need to make them make sacrifices to us too. And Prometheus is also a trickster and kind of went, all right, all right, cool. I'll, I'll do that. So what he did was he took a bowl, split, like basically cut it up, put... The good meat, you know, the, 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 the meat that everyone would want to have in one bowl, put the bones in another bowl. But then to trick Zeus, he put like the guts and stuff like that on top of the good meat in the one bowl. And then all the fat and what looked like to be good meat in the other and offered it to Zeus. As which one do you want the human mankind to give to you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's he's sitting there giggling. <laughs> And Zeus is like, oh, the fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he figures out, oh, wait, there's bones at the bottom. So Zeus, not being one to really like to be, you know, tricked, goes, fine. Mankind can't have fire. 
so they can't cook the meat. Got ya. So then, once again, Prometheus is like, all right, you're trying to step on my little creations here. You're trying to make them, you know, bow down to you and everything. I'm going to I'm gonna help him out. So it was the ancient fu- version of, like, putting M&Ms in the Skittles. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't know if M&Ms <laughs> could choke you in your throat, though. <laughs> Can you imagine him just getting a handful of that bowl of slop? Wait, you've never had bone. the Halloween special bony M&Ms? <laughs> oh, man. Can't wait for those. Now with extra bone. <laughs> bony M&Ms. So hey, then what he did was he's like... Bony M was, like, a, was a... Was a uh, uh, rah, rock rah, band. Rasputin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bony M&M's. Sorry. <laughs> Back on the rails. No, it's fine. I was, I, was, I was letting it play out. So he's like, okay, I'm going to get fire back. So he basically sneaks fire away from the gods, goes and gives it to mankind to you know help them thrive and everything. And Zeus is like, hey, what the shit? I took that from them. <laughs> Someone stole fire, so he's like, all right, I'm done with this shit. So he basically takes Prometheus and chains him to a freaking, like, I, I've heard a boulder, but it also has reference, like, the side of a cliff. Yeah, so, I've heard both, too. Once again, well, once again, cliff comes up, and here's another thing. It's either said that an eagle or a vulture would come every day and eat out his liver to, for it to grow back, and of course he's immortal, so he's basically stuck there. So I don't know if it's an eagle or a vulture, but either way, it does have the emblem of Zeus to remind him that Zeus is making, you know, coming after him every day to eat that liver. Wings and a beak. Since it grows, yep. Zeus tagged um, him with his with his graffiti. <laughs> <laughs> he pulled his pants down too before the vultures came. <laughs> Oh no! I, I, I just got, got this image of this vulture flying in with like this spray painted Zeus tag, mm-hmm. like really spray painted art Zeus on the front of him, and he's like, "Ah, oh, shit! <laughs> I know who sent you." <laughs> but um, but no. So this is interesting because I I I've been biding my time, and there's been several references I could make. But in one telling, you know who one of the gods is that helped change him to said boulder or side of a cliff buffalo bill close kratos <laughs> wait kratos is an actual greek god uh. he's he is in greek stories but he's never really that important and it's not the tattooed lunatic we all know and love it's just some guy he's a sister his sister is nike i know that but he's supposed to be she's the personification of victory and he's the personification of power he's just like basically one of zeus's little goons that does his dirty work ah you see i'm gonna tie you to this rock (laughs) go on i'm gonna tie you to this rock (laughs) but no i mean it's it's basically i i just i I didn't do it no you're coming back here you have to eat your goulash Ma, ma, they're just bones, okay? You can eat them. It's no, all right. You ain't gonna choke on them. Ma, ma, stop worrying bad. about it. I got the meatball yeah. over here. You know, the humans don't have to fire. I got the fire to myself. No, you're touching my spaghetti. <laughs> Somebody touch on my bones. <laughs> ma, ma, I'm trying to work here. I'm chaining this guy up. 
Justin, what were you talking about? I don't know anymore. Apparently a ton of Italians yelling at each other. Good for Greek myths. <laughs> oh no, I'm telling the Roman version, so it makes sense. Uh oh Krat- Kratos, yeah. Uh yeah, no, I, I just like like I said, I just thought that was funny because I, I had always known that he was quote unquote part of Greek mythology, but I never found out where exactly he came in. Until I was looking over this and went, wait a second, hold on, I'm going to need to look this up now. I feel but, a conspiracy, no, I mean, because like, I feel like you're saying you, when you were looking it up, you just stumbled across it. That seems a little, uh, I think you knew where you were fishing. going. <laughs> Dude. Maybe I, maybe I did. Maybe all those years of Latin and mythology I took years ago kicked in subconsciously and went, go to Prometheus look up stuff on him just so you can talk about kratos yes also um he apparently was freed by heracles or hercules years later so that happened too like like i said i didn't know how in depth we were going to go with this so i just went very very light on it but everyone kind of liked him to an extent but there was no widespread like cult worshipping of him they sort of liked him because of him you know doing the animal sacrifice and giving him fire and he was one of the few titans not to be like basically cast out or killed during the war so maybe this is just bad uh memory or plain stupidity but for some reason i remember there was like a nordic story of a very similar god that was like doomed to be devoured every day and it wasn't prometheus i think it was something like loki was uh, banished to having to do something like this all the time. Hold up. I'll, I think you're right. I, you know what? This is, this is ringing with me really badly too. Like, like th- I'm like, I know that there is one. I don't think it's Loki though. Uh, Cause that's, I, that's one of the few that I can name, but I feel like since, you know, Prometheus was the trickster, Loki, Loki was a trickster. I thought there was some kind of analog there, but um, I just remember hearing some other mythology where some God is punished to be, tortured every day and they just regenerate and get the same torture every day i want to say it was loki uh, i'm not gonna look it up now is is this also the same character that actually does show up in one of the god of war games he's he's yes. chained up. Okay. um they do kratos well it's kratos so assumes he either saves him then kills him or kills him and doesn't save him right either way you're dead right and now but he yes he kid. does appear it's in <laughs> it that's god of war two is it two that's what i thought it was two it it is god of war two where he pops up because it's when you're on the mountain and there's a tight there's typhon i think is um that's when you're on typhon who's oh my gosh this is really bad and it sounds whoever's listening to this and has never played a god of war game is probably like what the hell is he talking about um you're on a mountain where typhon's basically kind of frozen into the mountain and on one of his arms is where you find prometheus if i remember correctly and if mm. i remember correctly i think you throw him and sacrifice him into a fire once you get him free yep that's exactly right um so <laughs> toby singer playing it right now to double check <laughs> me this is not referencing the popular movie franchise but does anybody remember the other alien prometheus from prometheus and bob no Whoa, yes, wait, uh, the, the, Nickelodeon? the Nickelodeon. Yeah, it was the caveman and the alien. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that was... So I, wait, I are you it. saying that Kate? Are you saying that cavemen were taught by aliens all this stuff? Oh, crap. 
<laughs> I, I think I broke yes, the door yes, myself. Finally, finally, yes, he broke it. Sorry. Yes, that's I said it and broke it. I I'll take a penalty shot for that. You just guys have to trust that I'm actually doing it. Oh, my drink's empty. Um, but anyway, uh, any more on Prometheus? Uh, no. I mean, unless you guys got any questions or anything else. Like I said, he's around a lot. I just kind of I went bullet points because I didn't know how deep we were gonna go. And once I found out how deep we were gonna go, I'm like, I'm gonna still use my bullet points. No, because uh, I feel like it's just gonna be fun. I think it's just like that is the ultimate uh, situation of snitches get stitches. He was just being an opportunist, and then he ended up paying for it. I mean, I don't know if his fate would have been better or worse with if he had just gone with the uh, the Titans. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. Depends on how bad Tartarus is, I guess. I mean, just dying once as opposed to just getting your liver ripped out every day. Which, by the way, the liver is the most regenerative liver uh, liver in the body. <laughs> it should it. be. Um, or, organ <laughs> in the body because <laughs> it serves the most functions. All right. And honestly, anatomy class. To, honestly, to go back on why I kind of chose Prometheus is because it's one of the first like myths I like remember. Like if I go back and I like trying to remember first time I heard myths, I think it was one of the first ones I ever heard and it kind of stuck with me because I was like, that's interesting. I think that's the so one that I can most humanity. graphically like see in my head, like all the time. Like that's the one that sticks yeah. out in my head the most as like a visualization is the him tied to a rock and getting eaten apart. Yeah, and you don't have to replace it with a Mega Man Hippo Man character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Says you. <laughs> no, that, I mean it's 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 too bad that we don't just sit here and. and go over all the the greek mythology because there there is so much uh really interesting stories like that and like it was said earlier they're all super super tragic <laughs> like none of them had happy endings no no them. happy endings <laughs> uh i think like the possibly um, happiest one was just the uh, atlanta one uh, sorry atalanta she ended up turning to a lion but she lost all of her love but uh you know um <laughs> You know the the Hades one didn't turn out so bad. I mean he's he still got uh he still had his wife uh uh you know the 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 Earth was fertilized uh it, you know everything worked out sort of. What his wife that clearly loves going home every season. <laughs> I, I mean, you know I I've heard of couples taking vacations from each other and and stuff. <laughs> Maybe it's no. Maybe we're it's, in an open relationship. We're both very excited about it. Maybe distance makes the heart grow fonder. <laughs> maybe I, I don't know. Um, but no, I thought this was really fun. I thought it was uh, a little the, interesting foray into the world of Greek mythology. By the way, real quick, um, Loki had always been more burdened than help to the other gods after uh, the death of Boulder, though, ensuring the fair gods would remain. In the underworld until the cosmos and yeah it was loki by the way that got torn apart i sorry i was uh he basically if i'm reading this correctly he's the one that kind of got screwed for a while ah, okay and the whole thing i know did thor I, not I'm, help I'm trying him? to read it as fast <laughs> hmm? did thor not go and help him at one point um, um like, like i said i am briefing over this real quick at one point he got chained up uh, in a cave, and there was a um, venomous serpent. I think that was that would drip. drip yeah, drip the venom on his 
face or head or something, and <laughs> it would burn. Seekud, Seekid. Yeah, but then his wife would hold a hold a bowl uh, to catch it. The problem is yeah, it would fill up. Yeah, sorry, I've been scrolling. I got to that. Yeah, I got to that exact part. Yep, his wife would help him, but yeah. But uh, yeah, he it's was similar. caught by Thor. Yeah, except uh, Prometheus didn't have a wife, so he's just alone, being ripped apart. That um, vulture was his wife. For... <laughs> um, so I, I thought this was really fun. I didn't ever think I'd get as much into Greek myths in general, but I I think you know part of Dark Myths. It's a interesting thing to actually uh, look into a little bit and kind of take a little survey and a little sampling. Um, so I think good call Toby on bringing up this subject. Yeah. I, I didn't know exactly where we were going to go with it, but I, I, th- I think, uh, it did what I th- was hoping for. <laughs> I we guess. all brought our own flavor to the table. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, but, but it's, been... I, I, I'll, sorry. I'll, I'll admit, um, as I love Greek mythology and it's really cool and everything, but, not not trying to plug it here, but God, the new God of War just makes me really want to do an episode now <laughs> on on um on Norse mythology because I'll admit this right now, I thought I knew something about Norse mythology. I like knew, hey, there's this guy named Thor, and that's about as far as my knowledge went apparently. Because <laughs> man, that 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 game once again, if you want to save the world, stop letting Kratos kill everything. So don't play the game. But if you do want to kill everything, it's a great game really enjoying it that's my quick review but yeah (laughs) basically but yeah you you'd also think that people would stop screwing with kratos because they make a big reference to the fact that hey aren't you the guy that killed all the olympian gods hey let's fuck with him (laughs) (laughs) all right so Uh, any closing statements from anybody uh, no this this was a lot of fun to do I, i really enjoyed it too all right. Well, lead us out, Justin. Oh, I got okay. I I figured we'd all kind of say where you could find yourselves at. So yeah, you ask us that question. <laughs> I do you want to just host at this point? I feel no, like I, I don't. I, I don't. At I feel all. like my mic's. I don't stolen. at all. <laughs> all right. On that note, uh, I'll start the way I did at the beginning, Mister Flora, if you would. You can find the Blurry Photos podcast at blurryphotos.org. We're at blurry underscore photos on Twitter, blurry photos podcast on most other things like Instagram. Um, and uh, <laughs> we're we're on all the uh, the podcatchers, I think. Spotify even, maybe. iHeartRadio, maybe. <laughs> Those are the new ones. Uh, but yeah, iTunes and uh, Stitcher and all that good stuff. And um, check me out, yo. <laughs> <laughs> It's just me, so it's weird saying that now. <laughs> uh, Ryan, I I guess you're up next. Sure. Uh, rumor flies at literally everything except for our website, which is www.rumorfliespodcast.com, rumorflies at gmail.com, and uh, yeah, that's, that's it. Um, yeah. And you guys have been really fun to record this with. I think it's the first time I've done something with Toby, actually. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Ooh. You've been yeah. a pleasure. It, it, I was I was actually thinking of that earlier. I was like, I think this is the first time him and Toby have actually worked together This on is something. what's good about these dark myth things. We get to uh, all interact with the, 
other shows that we we haven't gotten a chance to yet so that's what's cool about these but for all my uh oh, oh wait on on that note toby <laughs> thanks for joining us you can find the zing this podcast <laughs> literally stopped you from yours to do that <laughs> yeah, can we just change this to dark myths play dates <laughs> oh toby what i actually had to wipe a tear away what, uh what's what's the name of your podcast again toby uh, toby how can we find justin <laughs> haunting my dreams yeah to uh, it's, yeah, Toby, tell me how to find Zingness, and I'll do um, I'll do, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll do ours. So I'll do blurry the, flies. I'm a part of the. No, 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 no. We podcast. don't have time for that. Uh, all right, goodbye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> oh shit. God, uh, I hate to be the person who has to edit this. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Man, you just spit on a on a corpse there. <laughs> Go ahead, plug yourself. You, you okay, have done. Twitter, and, Twitter, Twitter, and, Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter and Instagram at Secret Transpod. Uh, we're on Facebook and stuff, and podcasts. You can find us on almost all the uh, major platforms. So hit, hit us up, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just assume gender? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Did you just right. assume the All listener? Right. Uh, you can, of course, find me, Zinger, every Monday on the Zing This podcast where we talk pop culture, nerdy stuff, or just whatever's kind of on our mind. Uh, you can, of course, find us on... All the places you can find everyone else, just search Zingness or type in Zingness, and you can also now find us on Spotify and iHeartRadio. So, yay! But make sure to follow us. And, of course... We gotta point out, we gotta thank Dark Myths Collective, uh, darkmyths.org. Make sure to go on there. Uh, we're all, all of our shows are on there, and of course, we're gonna try to keep doing these, I guess, Dark Councils, or as they have recently been retitled, Dark Playdates, <laughs> which sounds more terrifying than when I said it out loud than in my head. So, yeah, and uh, yeah. also follow uh, Dark Myths Pods on Twitter and Instagram, and the Facebook page is Dark Myths Collective, so go follow all that stuff as well. Also, yes, yes. Uh, if in case you didn't catch it earlier, I, I was wrong. It's not Jonathan Knight. It was Michael Knight. Oh, Ooh. you know that, Oh, oh, saving himself. That one person's already tweeted you and said you got it wrong. Well, that one person Oops. needs to keep the pants on. Wait, so who's riding him? <laughs> Kit, Kit is riding him. That would be a completely different show. All right, we should end this before we get even weirder. All right. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Dark Myths out. All right. Good day, because I don't know when you're listening to this. Poop, poop, a doo. Bye, bye, everybody. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
HelloFresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.